0: Welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Yeah. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it, from performing athletes flashy new gear and secret guacamole recipes yummy we've got you covered bro do you have questions we want to find answers want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure cool so do we now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral the supercast the supercast starts now
1: Hey, guys, as you know, we are huge fans of Vanga CBD, our number one sponsor of this podcast. Vanga helps us recover quickly from our workouts, have less soreness and sleep. I love the sleep with these products. Uh, We've been taking CBD for a long time, but if you're new to it and haven't tried it, um, it can be confusing and you may not know where to start. So the good news is Vanga is now offering personalized CBD plans. All you have to do is take a simple quiz and they'll get you started answer a few questions and ta-da, personalized CBD recommendations. It's based on you, what CBD that you need right now to meet your goals.
2: It's super easy to take this quiz, guys. Just check it out on their website. Go over to vengacbd.com slash quiz. And you didn't hear from us, but there is a freebie if you check this out. Um, So check it out right now. Once again, you know, I'm talking to you guys. I've hit my sleep goal here for the past 10 days straight here. And Venga has been a great part of that. Um, It improves the REM sleep cycles. And I just think over, it's an overall amazing product. If you've got questions, reach out to them, guys. It's a great team over there. And without further ado, on to the podcast. It's Tuesday.
1: Happy Tuesday, everybody. Is it as disgusting up there as it is
2: down here in rainy, nasty Atlanta? All right. So I got back from Colorado. God's country. God's country. The promise. Just... (laughs) Every night, it was down below the 40s. I was sleeping with the windows open because that's what kind of guy I am. Uh-huh. And, and just sleeping like a log. Come back. We're in the 90s with humidities in the 80s every day last week.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm sweating my butt off. Heat index up over 105. But, I, Leah, I was punching it. I was hitting the clock. I was getting work done. I was doing just work and <laughs> yesterday i got stoked because i finally like on so over the week it was my birthday thank you to everybody that reached out to me mm-hmm. um, finally yesterday after my like recovery run i went and did on sunday my first day on 35 one of my favorite loops it's called laura hair busted my butt trying to get it done kick my own butt and then all of a sudden like my vo2 max starts rising it's like oh you you're heat acclimated as well as elevation acclimated. I'm like, well, thank you. Watch. Thank you for picking it up.
1: I, on the other hand, get the the Garmin shame of unproductive. And it, it see, one day it will tell me I'm unproductive. And then the very next day, it'll be like, you need to take a rest day. I'm like, which, which is it, Garmin?
2: Which is it? Make up your mind. Right. right. For me, I'm always in a deficit just as my training. Um, mm-hmm. I need to do more speed work and I need to do more base work
1: don't we all like well and just, it's that's the stuff that nobody wants to do it's that easy boring stuff and the hard kick your ass stuff the really Everybody hard kick your really, ass stuff. everybody's really you know it's easy to kind of stay in the middle zone
2: well and for me it's like for me it's the ultra distance
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it's like I'm used to going out and like I need to go out and do a two-hour run okay and then I get in my two-hour run mode and I'm like okay Perfect. I'm going I'm going um but to really work in a track day man i can maybe work in a one day a week a track day now maybe right I if i get lucky um i mean
1: i can't oh welcome to the supercast everybody i don't think we really didn't an intro not really situation. even though no,
2: we just went straight in there we just
1: went at it <laughs> welcome to supercast. i'm leah hensley
2: i'm jacob bosecker i'm i'm a runner right? caffeinated
1: suppose. jacob bosecker
2: yeah, I know. I've got my, um, if anybody's a community fan out there, Troy and Abed in the morning uh, mug here. I love Troy and Abed in the morning. Uh, you're listening to Jacob and Leah in the morning. There you go. Are we cool like that? Troy and Abed <laughs> in the
1: morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this past weekend, you were, you know, recouping from your Colorado adventure, which P.S. I'm so jealous of. Colorado is, Ooh. I would have to say at this point now, I went to Hawaii last month and i will say now that colorado is probably my number one i want to go there.
2: i've never been you've never been to Colorado. yeah you're missing it i've never been to colorado
1: breckenridge was always a a top race that i wanted to do and i never made it out there and now there is no more breckenridge yeah um no colorado just i don't know it just i want to go i want to play i've never skied before i've never gone snowboarding or anything
2: yeah you're missing out kid
1: i know i'm getting old i need to go do that that's so that's my next state that i need to make time for but it's a
2: good place um so you
1: got back from that and had a birthday Yep, and, and then we had races
2: uh, this past weekend
1: yeah we had a couple races um <clears throat> excuse me the biggest one well i guess before we get to the biggest one
2: before and before a- we go to that before we go to that mm-hmm. real quick, i want to Say a quick thank you. I started a YouTube channel and made a video, and then I was going to make another video on Tough Mudder Columbus, Indiana. I didn't, Mm -hmm. and then I was going to do a Colorado weekend one, and I didn't, and then I was going to do a birthday weekend one, and I didn't. But I've got all the (laughs) footage from them all, so I'm just going to make one conglomerate here, probably in the next week. There you go. Subscribing to my channel, thank you.
1: There you go. So this past weekend we had a uh, excuse me a Spartan up in New England. Yep um super and a sprint um
2: double dooter. you know the classic. these
1: these aren't um series races so we're not seeing a ton of you know names that we know well you know why that is i think
2: tell me everybody's gearing up for um west virginia
1: well that's true that's in a couple weeks right
2: yep we got two weeks
1: yep yep so this past weekend in uh yes. new england we had um who would we have we had for the sprint which was on sunday we had miranda Kilpinsky, callie schweiker and michelle carcel garner that's a new name for me
2: you're a castle garner
1: um and then for men brent trail isaac Lacey, and michael swazo again also kind of newer names that was on sunday the saturday yeah, talk about that
2: super. super that's the meat and potatoes yeah
1: year. the meat and the potatoes was saturday Um, first again another you know we're seeing her name here all the time Miranda Kopinski is doing really really well this year Um, second Kelly Sullivan and third again Michelle Casel Garner Mm -hmm. and then for men we had Ryan Kempson Grady Jackson and Brent Trail Um, so again you know we're, we're seeing people probably gearing up for for West Virginia or focusing on the series but um you know there is still racing to be had we also had a bone frog up in boston yeah um but and there was a rugged maniac down here in atlanta i did that one um but then the big one of course is toughest mutter chicago
2: (coughs) leah before we go into the rodeo yes we have seen tough mutter keep you know rattling the chains on this one mixing the pot stirring things up um yeah so when i started doing tough toughest mutter mm-hmm. it was in michigan right it was a five mile loop and you had eight hours yeah. to do it
1: yep well but not even really eight hours you had
2: nine ish so so it
1: you had stopped. like a little bonus grace yep. period
2: you had an hour grace period in there so i got 40 miles in my first one Turn around the next year, I have a shit attack out on the course. And that's when they got 12 hours on the five-mile loop. I, I'm pooping my guts out. But I still get 45 miles in, Leah. Okay. Got fifty left an hour on the, on the clock. But I said, you know what? I looked at my friend Veronica. I said, I, I've, I've had enough. I'm tapped out. I'm not feeling 50 today. Okay. Did that. Um, well, now it's not even a five-mile loop anymore. Yes, it is. It was a five or a ten.
1: No, it's five miles. It was still it was five. A, it was still five. Somebody going on about a, a 10
2: mile loop. The other. I don't no, know
1: it was five mile loop. Um get your and, shit right,
2: people in SAO. Yeah. Get your shit
1: correct. somebody was, was talking about it was a 10-mile loop. And I was confused. I think they're talking about speculation for the future. This year, this past year, it was a five-mile loop. Okay. Um
2: it needs if, to be a five-mile loop.
1: I, I agree. It doesn't
2: a- needs to be a five mile. Um,
1: the difference though, this year is that little bonus grace period that we talked about. They did not have this year.
2: Yeah. And that, uh-huh. they didn't have that last year either.
1: They had a hard cutoff yep. at eight $12. hours and uh, or 12 hours. I'm sorry. And when you were done, you were done and that's it. Um, so that kind of skimped out a little bit of people at the end. They kind of lost the
2: lap as far as what they were previously able to do. Sure. If I would have um, gotten, if I would have had another bonus, 10 minutes. Right. For meningitis, I would have went out there and got one more lap and got 50 in Twin Cities. And that's all I got to say.
1: Right. So we're seeing Tough Mudder evolve. You know, this is the first year of Tough Mudder as owned by Spartan. Um, and we're seeing some of the changes that Spartan is making. Um, namely the biggest thing that I can tell is the obstacle construction. Um, we're seeing a lot more scaffolding. We're seeing a lot more kind of standardization of the obstacles as opposed to the big wooden structures that they have to build, you know, well in advance. Um, they're still keeping true to, you know, tough mudder obstacles that we're used to seeing Everest and funky monkey, um, the big ass cargo net. But, um, you know, they're just kind of tweaking them up a little bit. So um, the biggest thing, which, you know, it's it's I I can't even say it's funny. It kind of makes me bonkers. And I really don't have a whole lot of patience when people now are posting. Well, I could have gotten longer, but I got cold and I wasn't prepared. I didn't bring anything because it was getting cold. Like, how do you go to a 12 hour race and not prepare for weather?
2: They never in did chicago. it they, they've never and here's the thing that
0: in chicago
2: it's gonna get cold tougher mutter is not a fun run I mean toughest mutter yeah sorry t- toughest mutter isn't well tougher mutter it shouldn't like you're you're there it, it's it's an old saying i always use you are there to be t- timed ranked and judged it is yeah. like, this is a competitive wave and I don't, don't That's get me wrong. Right. Tough Mudder is all about, you know, it's a, it is a challenge. It is a wonderful thing. Right. When you are competing, right. This is a different rodeo and you want to see what you got in the tank. Don't come there thinking like that. You're just going to sit around and like, do do you just want to sit around and drink and eat? A charcuterie board with your friends, or do you want to like because if you want to do that, you can do it for real cheap and you can go to I say you can
1: save a whole lot more money. The, the amount of people that I saw posting yesterday about, well, I wasn't prepared for it to get that cold, or um, I could have gotten more miles if I would have brought my wetsuit, or bring I everything I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be cold, so I didn't bring a long sleeve shirt. Thank goodness I was able to borrow a long sleeve shirt from someone.
2: Like come on like if you're chicago cold you think you know cold how about when leah comes back from million (laughs) dollar mile and you're shivering in a tit and it is 22 degrees out we're watching it frost over wakanda
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that's cold cold i mean the thing is you know what's nice about toughest mudder and these type of races you have a pit you have an area to put your shit. So, yeah. put some shit there. Bring well, everything. Like, uh,
2: I just I, I remember the videos on watching on CBS Sports of like Ryan Adkins and Ryan Woods taking their wetsuits, and it was like a flag. I yeah. mean, that's cold. Yeah, and still like bring shit to prepare don't get me wrong there's the middle ground but i would i i wouldn't bring my full five four but i would bring no i little, wouldn't
1: bring a five four but i would definitely have my shorty there my my Neptune skins. And some long skin right my frog skins and everything and frog skins. i mean the bottom line is is you know you first of all if you've never done one of these overnight endurance races um you haven't experienced the dysregulation of your thermoregulation system, Just, meaning your body loses its ability to heat itself up and cool itself off properly when you're fatigued like that. Over 12 hours. It's a long time. And the it thing that kills time. you is the water submersions. Like yeah. that's the thing. In, that out, come, in, out, in, out. Right. You can hear, oh, it's only gonna be 65. It's not gonna be cold. Well, when you're full dunking in water, in 65 and then running in the cold, dark, like it gets chilly. For
2: 10 hours, like right. a long just, time, just Even say 10 hours, like going back yeah. and forth like that. You're going to have weird swelling. You're going to have right? like people jumping into these things, not knowing how to pit. This was like you have to figure right. out and not only just what works, what works for you as an athlete. Right. Like for
1: sure. I mean, I've learned, you know both you and I have done our fair share of these type of events. I mean, I've done world's toughest three times and, and BFX 24. And, you know, you learn each time that you do it, you know, what your fueling strategy is and what your clothing is and what, what your temperature mark is. And, you know, if you're new, I don't necessarily fault you for not knowing that stuff, but for goodness sake, show up to an event prepared.
2: Well, and it's like, it was, I remember back in the day, so from, from a physiological standpoint, there's always the, this threshold of like, you don't do a lot of benefit for yourself out there running past three hours. There's, there's not a huge like, ana, like aerobic ability to train. Like once you hit a three hour time cap, it's like you're not really going to be doing a lot to benefit yourself aside from a mind standpoint like a mental, mental grit and everything. I've, I've heard that before multiple different times.
1: What do you mean? Like in training or in training? Okay.
2: So So, if you're, you're out training and you're going to go on a five hour run, you're not going to get any real big benefit after three hours. Is that true though? That's what I've heard. Um, but anyway, it throws back to the reason I say that is it runs back to instances where i do think that's important so john yatsko used to go on he would go like on a four-hour run with rose wetzel right and he's like why this is back when we were first going into tahoe very first place
1: yatsko was relevant yeah how many people don't even know who he is anymore
2: right but he would rose is like why are you doing that you don't really get a you don't get a benefit past three hours you know that and he's like and he would even say that and he was like, I need to know what my body needs at that point. I need to know what my body's asking for at that point. I've not done that regularly. And I, I understand that because that is right. a very important thing. That is like, you can go into a place five hours in and five hours in, you're not even halfway through. The right. Race. And you're like, I need a donut. Right. I need a Coca-Cola and it might be something stupid. Right. Right. Um, well, in your body, your
1: digestive tract changes while you're doing these things and you're under that stress and things yep. that you, you normally can digest and eat in a one hour, two hour race. You find yourself at 10 hours and you can't do that. So
2: I, I definitely know recommend- like the, the go-to me is the breakfast burrito. Like if it is while you're morning,
1: on course. What's that? While you're on course. You oh,
2: hell yeah. If that- anybody's had the Jacob Bosecker atomic breakfast burrito, you know. It's clutch about 2 a.m. It's the Hail Mary.
1: It's the, I'm the opposite. As the hours go on, I have to force myself to consume stuff. And really by the end of the time, all I can really eat is like white rice.
2: No, Breakfast burrito, little potato, (laughs) little egg, maybe a little bit of sausage in there.
1: Oh my goodness. Cilantro. (laughs) Gross. Gross. Well, it looks like it was a fun day at Toughest Mudder, Um, and the competition was good on the female yeah, yeah, side. Well, they were doing the Lord's
2: work out there. Evan yeah.
1: was swinging for the rafters. Yeah, On the female side, we had first place, uh, Midwest flatline girl, Hannah Carter, just crushing every long event she does. Um, Colin Pond in second and Allison Jacobs in third. Men, we had Ian Casey, Vincent Barrientos, and our friend Evan Preparis in third. Um, they also have the team events out there. Um, they offer a two-man or two-person, sorry, two-person option. They don't differentiate by genders. Um, all teams compete against one another. So the two-person team and the four-person team. Mm-hmm. Um so there's definitely options. I would, um, probably be more inclined to consider a team event. If I ever do another one of these kinds of things again, um, not me. too old and I'm kind of over the 12 hour stuff. And it's not even really the, over the, the racing it's the training. Like, I just don't feel like I can dedicate the hustle. proper training,
2: you know, yeah, it's a long, long hustle. Um, that being said though, did you hear where Midwest is moving next year?
1: So yes, I saw you had been kind of talking about it as a teaser, and I was like, mm, he doesn't know, but I guess you did know.
2: Yep, Midwest toughest mutter is moving to my backyard, Columbus, Indiana, um, at Saraland.
1: So that's what you were talking about that people were speculating for because when they labeled it, they're not calling it toughest mutter; they're calling it the Cla- Toughest mutter, Classic or Classic Toughest or something like that yeah. and in their new verbiage the classic race is their is it 10k or 10 mile option I don't even know to be 10 miles, But here's the thing
2: the Columbus Tough Mudder this year mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't mean to be a dick but like aside from just running laps in a field it's really hard to pull 10 miles out of Sarah Land right um, well, is there Land,
1: elevation? Is there it's pretty flat.
2: Though? I'm going to be honest with you. Sarah Land is pretty freaking flat. Um, mm-hmm. It's over on the east side of Columbus, Indiana. So the west side of Columbus, Indiana actually leads out towards Brown County, which is where I do my training.
0: Right. That's hilly. Um,
2: okay. You know, like I did my Laura hair loop. It's right, right around five miles, right around 800 elevation per lap. That's nothing to sneeze at
1: yeah that's pretty substantial if you're gonna
2: do it 12 hours yep yep that's pretty substantial once you start to work towards brown county things get hairy out towards lake monroe
1: right right um anything more than a, like 100 150 um game per mile i think is is getting up there yep, you know yep, you're getting
2: hairy and here's um, the, the Laura hair loop the first mile is flat it sinks up on you it's well it's all in just four miles there you go down you go down a ravine and then things get real um, but on the east side of Columbus where I'm at it's it's farmland it's right. um, it goes out towards the Cincinnati area and it's um, it is flatter than a pancake well
1: it'll be interesting um, what Tough Mudder does I mean Tough Mudder is not not like Spartan in the sense that they've never really been like the elevation seeker outers Tough Mudder has always been more about the experience and just yeah. the overall race whereas spartan will often take the i'm gonna root you through this gnarly hill and ravine just
2: well, and that's always the thing that i've thought about spartan it's like also spartan has always had super iconic venues just oh, yes. like west virginia we're talking here in two weeks
1: mm-hmm. um, That you know, venue, west- gorgeous now don't incredible. get me wrong i'm i have no desire to do that beast again because it kicked my butt
2: i do um, i love it i thought it was insane but-
1: venue that's there's very few venues i've been to that will literally like stop me in my tracks i'm like i have to look around and west virginia is one of them
2: west virginia's up there breckenridge was always there for me um you know hawaii i had a few moments there um you know obviously tahoe um um blue mountain when we had ocrwc that was a great one There's just there are certain ones, though, that, like, really get you by the goat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean,
1: West Virginia is just a beautiful, beautiful property.
2: Um, So so. let's talk about it, though. So really, there's not much else we can talk about other than predictions for West Virginia.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to say I was really disappointed that hawk. Call did not show up to Asheville. Mm. Uh, I was really hoping that he would be there and start making a run for this series. Yep. Uh, so we've had two in the series or three? Three. We've had three. So if you've already missed two, then you have to go to all the rest of them. So because um, they'll take the top three. So I guess technically Hall could still come. You've had- or Hawk can still come. Um so we've
2: had so far, we have had Florida.
1: Yep, Utah. That's right, Utah come over Utah and Asheville.
2: Asheville, West Virginia, and then Big Bear.
1: Right, right. So theoretically, Hawk could show up um in West Virginia. Um, and if he does, my money's on him. Okay. How about you? <sighs>
2: hawks up there adkins is up there obviously you can't throw out on a course like that it's a it's a butt kicker of a race
1: right Um, and he's hell every year he's been there
2: yeah here's the question vj's running the shorter stuff though can vj pull some hail marys here
1: nah i think it's too long so no no i think he'll have a good race but no he's not he's not taking it
2: okay I think my money would be on Hawk and Atkinson in West yeah. Virginia because it's wild and woolly out there for sure. What about girls? Ladies. Um, Lindsay's played this rodeo so many times. She knows it in and out. And she, and she's <sighs> having
1: killer season so far. Like she's yeah. classic, crushed.
2: classic Lindsay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think anybody would be foolish to, to root, you know, to go against her. I mean, especially um, this distance. You know, when you're talking about mountainous beast range runs, it, you know, it's it's Ryan and Lindsay's to lose. You know.
2: Yeah. Um, also, Annie Dube, Dob. I'm, how do you pronounce her last name?
1: I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but she is crushing it as well.
2: She would be another really big vote for because yeah. she's a newer person in the pro circuit here she's and she's no you know ghost or, or like new name or towards be. And stuff. Um, she would be one of my votes for West Virginia
1: she'll I I think she'll definitely be up there she'll as do well.
2: great she'll do um, really Rose,
1: I'm assuming Rose will be there and she's doing great this year she's
2: having a good season yeah. uh, has Rose done West Virginia I can't remember I should think so I mean, I've, I... She has to have, right? It's
1: hard for me to say she hasn't,
2: but... I can't recall off the top of my head.
1: Far for her, far for her to go, but she... I mean, I feel like she would have had to have.
2: Yeah. West Virginia is... It's It's just hairy. Right. It's just a... Just a hairy course out there with some of the overgrowth and some of the stuff that they've got there and the vegetation right. and the humidity and the... Ele- and it's right. not like... Well, it's, it's not... High in elevation, it's just the elevation kicks you as right. far as change because it's steep, right? Right, well, so be- that's our predictions for there,
1: yep. And then next week, I don't know that there's really a whole lot of anything going on. Next week, is there?
2: I'm probably gonna be running around in, a, in Brown County somewhere trying to fight off poison oak, which I think I've got again.
1: Hey, no
2: fun, fun. Oh, it's just a blast, let me tell you right right uh, so, so yeah we don't have a lot for this episode um it's kind of like we're kind of in a mid-season doldrum
1: yeah i mean it's it's kind of like you know we kicked up the season full of excitement and we're going to be ramping up for championships soon so right now it's kind of like everybody's just kind of fine-tuning the machines getting ready for for the end of the season so you
2: know it's a uh, it's better than virtual race last year of 2020 no Today. let's do a virtual trifecta world championship and- right oh oh my gosh. Uh, this week do, 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 do. we're going into the community kudos
1: community kudos
2: who you got leah
1: i have the ladies four ladies of femme fatale um with melissa Sharkbait dugan over oh. at toughest mutter these four ladies made a four-person team they were the only all-female team there this past weekend out of 19 four people teams um and they took third so thumbs up and girl power to them good job melissa and crew about you
2: so i'm scrolling my phone I'm scrolling my phone and getting, you know, tons of targeted ads because I need new shorts. Um, But (laughs) okay, see a little piece. And I want to give my community kudos to the guys at Force 5, um, the team at Force 5, because they're we haven't talked about Force 5 in a while. I think Force 5 are doing some of the most innovative stuff we've seen. And the thing that I love about it, it very similar to the guys at Race Ready with Aaron and the team. They just put a little twist on something. And it Mm -hmm. just, oh, it makes me giddy, Leah. Oh, it makes me giddy. So have you seen the latest thing that they did with Gibbons?
1: Where they mounted them? Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. I like on a tip of the spear, like an an Olympus.
1: Yes, it'll be in thoughts. (laughs) I mean, I think Adrian, I mean, force five to me is synonymous with OCR World Championships. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have one without the other really. Um, and Adrian has made a habit of introducing a little bit of a twist thing each and every year. One year we had sketch one year we had, um, uh, we, we haven't had Gibbons at
2: world championships. Yeah, we have. There's been Gibbons there.
1: Oh yeah. abroad. Um, but yeah, so we had, we had Gibbons, we had sketch show up we had their other little funky parallel bar crawly the thingy underdog. yeah so every the year <laughs> we're gonna see something new from force five so do you think this is gonna be it a re, you know re-
2: I, Gibbons? I almost expect like something even fancier but that's like a simple twist like that like yeah. a simple change to so me and Leah, we're sitting here talking about it well if you've not seen it basically think your old olympus a-frame style structure or as we would have called it back in the battle frog days the tip of the spear Mm
0: -hmm. and you've got
2: these mounts mounted vertically Mm -hmm. for gibbons just screwed in there and you've got to take your rungs and go piece to piece and just keep navigating down to the belt yep Like, like a ladder and i mean trying to maneuver your your weight and center of gravity over that imagine doing that soaking wet leah
1: i'm gonna tell you after doing asheville it was my first time doing the new and improved olympus i fell off that thing was slick as hell and that
2: slick material that black material that they've got yeah
1: it was terrible and if we encounter something like that and then throw gibbons onto it like Hollow carnage. So, yeah,
2: that's gonna be ugly.
1: That'd be terrible. So, hopefully, you gotta really
2: engage that core and lock yourself down.
1: Yeah, hopefully, if this comes to fruition, it's gonna be on wood where we can at least get some feet grippy going. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a nice, it's a different twist. It's kind of like Helix and Olympus had a baby.
2: I love it. I think it's, I think it's ingenious. I love, <laughs> but I love seeing things like that. I just I think it's just a good design. Right.
1: You know, and that's the thing that we were talking about at Highlander with the tilt kilt You know, you don't have to come up with some... It doesn't know, have to
2: change the book.
1: Right. It doesn't have to be some, like, cure-to-cancer, amazing, fancy obstacle. Like, it can be just a repurposed, reimagined, just a little bit of a twist and just change things up. And we saw that at Highlander with the rocking monkey bars, and now we're seeing it here with Gibbons with the mounting cradles, so... We'll see the best
2: innovation is just it's it just smacks you right there in your face and it's right mm-hmm. in front of you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, that's that's bright. That's smart, right.
1: Right. Right. So we'll see. I'm getting excited. Well, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's all hands on deck coming up here and in, in uh, Vermont. I know Adrian has said that there's going to be several teasers and informations coming out here in the next little bit. So
2: we'll keep our eyes peeled for all of that. I guess realistically, that's all I've got this week. Leah, you got anything else?
1: I think that's about it. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to us, sharing, reaching out. We had a lot of comments last week about our conversation about kind of this burnout over training kind of stuff. So um, if you're in that boat with some of us, then welcome to the party. And um, other than that, we, we just really appreciate your support. Meow.
2: And until next time, um... <laughs> see you guys next week. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Bye bye. Gotcha.
0: This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs, too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.